Welcome to this podcast of Tailboard Meetings with Jesus. I'm your host, Derek Britt, for this, the ninth episode of Tailboard Meetings with Jesus. We'll be wrapping up and finishing in our Back to Basics that we've been talking about. Today will be uh, our eighth and final lesson. We'll be talking about the last things. Before I dive into the lesson, I just want to tell everyone that we're just so thankful that you're listening, uh, you know, thankful for God for the opportunity that he's given Bernard and myself as we've come along together to partner in this ministry to, to reach out to those in emergency services. We're looking forward to what God wants to do with this ministry, and so we're just thankful that God is moving and opening doors and looking forward to what the future has to hold as we continue uh, these. Enjoyed uh, this message series and going back to the basics. Looking forward to the next series we'll be presenting and what God's going to do through it. So today I want to jump in our lesson and then as we wrap up our back to basics, this will be our eighth lesson. And this one's titled, you know, The Last Things. Uh, and so as we get into this study, you know, I want us to think about some things, you know, for those who are uh, in their career and they're getting close to the end and, and they're nearing retirement, you know, it, at times it can be a very scary situation to be in at that retirement. You know, we're looking forward to retirement, looking forward to that time uh, to be able to spend at home and, and not having to, to work shift anymore or go in and and looking forward to being able to do and spend time with our family. But also in that same time, it can be scary because there's fear uh, of the unknown that comes from that. You know, the, there's the fear of uh, will there be enough money? You know, will my retirement check be enough to support us? What, what, things do I need to fill out? Have I got, uh, as you're getting close to the end, the paperwork that has to be done, have I got everything filled out? Is it filled out right? What if I make a mistake on a form and don't fill it out proper? Can that cause me issues? Could that cost me money? Could it hold up things? And there's many questions that many go through in their minds as they're getting ready to, to walk out the door after years and years of faithful service, you know, after coming to the department for years and years on those shift days, and now they're ready to come to the next chapter in life, and it's unknown. You know, for for Christian first responders, the fear of the future can also be unsettling. As we look, uh, what what will the end times look like? How can I be prepared for the future? You know, the Bible's filled with information about the end times. And some Bible scholars refer uh, to the end times as the last things. And uh, they study uh, the book of Revelation and look at the prophecies and stuff calling for the end times. And and while some of this information can be very difficult uh, to understand, because a lot of times there's a lot of symbolism used. There, there's things that aren't clear, but then there are portions that are very clear. They're clear enough for us to easily grasp. And so today I want to hit on some of those basics, some of those things 
there'll be a little bit of scripture reading here. I'll give you some uh, homework too, maybe to to further your study as we go along in this. So, in, in our wrapping up our basics here, the first thing I want to look at is the day of the Lord, and Jesus promised to return again, and we see in John fourteen one and three that Jesus is comforting his disciples. And he tells them this in, in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may be also where I am. So we see Jesus promises to return back. We also see in Second Peter, in chapter 3, and verses 3 through 13, he's talking about, Peter's talking about the day of the Lord and the last day. And in verse 10, he says this, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in the same way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens and fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth and the home of the righteousness. We see here in 2 Peter that we don't know the day or the hour of the return of Jesus Christ. Much like a, a clerk in a department store. You know, they have no clue or, or a clerk in, in a convenience store. They have no clue uh, of when it could be that they may be robbed. So they have to be watchful. And John, it tells us that while Jesus is gone, he's preparing a place for us in heaven. In 1 John 2 and 28, we're given a warning that we should be walking in a pure manner so we are not ashamed before Jesus when he returns. In Acts, we see how he will return. It's not, it, it is not it amazing how not only does he tell us he is coming again, but he says how and the way in which he will return. So if you're looking for more study on the day of the Lord, look in Joel 2 and 1 in the Old Testament, Isaiah 13 and 9 in the New Testament, 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, and 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 17. The next thing I want to talk about and just hit on basically is the resurrection of the dead. In 1 Thessalonians 4, if you turn to 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, we'll look and see what the Word has to tell us there. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, it says this. It says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven, and with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, 
and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. We see here in First Thessalonians that when the Lord comes back, those who are alive will join those who are dead in Christ, and we will all be with the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 50 through 58, we see the phrase, not all will sleep. That means the living and those that are still living will be given a new body when we meet the dead in Christ. In Revelation, we see how those resurrected will be saved for a second death, meaning hell. And so for more study on the resurrection of the dead, you can look in Acts 24 and 15, Daniel 20 and 2, John 6 and 40, and Philippians 3 and 11. So we've talked about the day of the Lord. We've talked about the resurrection of the dead. The third thing I want to talk about is the millennial reign of Christ. And I want us to turn to, to Revelation. In Revelation 20, and we're going to look at, at verses 1 through 10 in the book of Revelation. So Revelation 20, 1 through 10. And it says this, And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss, and holding in his hand a great chain. He seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil, or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him in the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were ending. After that, he must be set free for a short time. I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been bedded because of their testimony for Jesus and became of the, of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their foreheads or on their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection, blessed and holy are those who have part in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and out of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. The millennial reign of Christ is known as the second coming of the Lord. That day will mark the day when Jesus will return to earth in order to rule and reign on earth for a millennium or a thousand years. This time in earth's history will bring true peace, a true peace and harmony throughout the entire world. 2 Thessalonians 2, 1-17 reminds us not to take false messages of the return of Christ until the man of sin or the Antichrist is revealed. It also tells us that in the end, the Lord will conquer the man of sin. In Revelation, we can see that the satanic, Trinity will be thrown into the abyss or prison, then Christ will reign for a thousand years. The fourth thing I want to look at is judgments. And many people refuse to believe that God will one day judge them for their sins. They reject such a possibility for themselves and for others. It is a time of accountability. You know, just like we have accountability in the emergency services that, that of watching out for each other and keeping knowing where they are and what's going on. 
You know that in our spiritual life, there is a time of accountability when mankind must answer to God for what was done in their lifetime of rejection and rebellion. In Jude, we can see how serious and harsh God will bring his judgment. In 2 Corinthians 5.10, we see that we will be given what we deserve, whether good or bad. In 2 Timothy, we can see when we do what God wants, he will give us a crown. And in Revelation, we can see how everything is wrapped up into one passage. Note to that, you know, all those that do not believe will stand before the great throne and believers will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Non-believers will be judged for their failure to believe in Christ. Believers will not be punished. Christ paid the full price of our sins. Anything that is in unholy will be burnt off or removed. So how should the knowledge of the end times affect how you and I live our daily life? How should that change the way in which we live our lives? When will Jesus return? Scripture tells us no man knows the time or the hour. What does he tell us? He tells us that he's coming like a thief in the night and that what? We should be ever vigilant, watchful, that we should live holy, upright lives so that we are prepared and unashamed when Christ returns. In a nutshell, this is what it is. Jesus is coming again. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Christ will reign for a thousand years. We'll be judged for not only what we did on this earth, but also for what we neglected to do. Some will be punished for the bad things they did, and others will be given rewards for the good that they did. Are you ready? Are you ready for Jesus to come again? Are you ready? Where are you at right now? If he came back right now, right where you're at, where would he find you? Would he say to you, Come, good and faithful servant, in whom I'm well pleased? Or will he look at you and say, I did not know you? Are you ready? That's it in a nutshell. It all boils down to the back to the basics, being basic, taking it back to the very basics of it is, are you ready? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Is he your Lord and Savior? That's the question to ask you today. Are you ready for him to return? If you're not ready, guess what? Today is the day of salvation. All it takes, all it takes is for you to stop and surrender to say, Jesus, I need you. I need a Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Make me whole. Come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Lead me. Guide me. Take over. Forgive me. And in that prayer, you're taken care of. It's done. You're His. You're a child of God now. And He'll begin to do a work that will transform you from the inside out. It'll change the way you think, 
the way you act, the words you say, the things you do. Are you ready? Are you ready for His coming? That's where it's in. That's back to the basics. Are you ready? I pray that you're ready. I pray that you listen to these words today. That you go back and look, listen to each episode. Are you ready? That's what it's all about. That's what all this is all about, is getting you to where you're ready. Are you ready?